all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. Take and today we're going to have a detox. Somebody say detox. We're going to have a detox from toxic thoughts today. Anybody need that kind of detox? Look at the neighbor and say, you need it too. Tell them, you need it too. You need it too. Hey, are y'all ready for the word of God today? Everybody stand on your feet. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. You don't know that confession. That's all right. Just look on the screens. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. My mind is renewed and my spirit is prepared to receive the word which produces faith. And faith pleases God. I'm not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word has given me life. Y'all shout it out. Hallelujah. Remain standing if you would. Go in your Bibles. Go in your Bibles with me uh, to Psalms. Go to Psalms. I got some feedback in Monitor 1. Ooh, you got a lot of feedback in Monitor 1. Go to Psalm. Say toxic thoughts. Y'all know that, don't you? (laughs) Anybody had to battle some toxic thoughts this week? Got a little bit more going on in Monitor 1. Got a little bit more going on in Monitor 1. Got a little bit more going on in Monitor 1. Help me out, sound man. I got to stop a toxic thought right now. (laughs) Amen. Now, before we get into this, I want you to just say this to yourself. Say your name. Say, you really need a detox from bad thinking. Look at your neighbor and say, in case you're not sure whether or not this applies to you, it does. Look at somebody else and just tell them and say, just in case you're not sure, you need a detox from toxic thoughts. Amen. Sound man, you can take me down just a little bit more and monitor one, just a little bit more and monitor one so we can detoxify ourselves. Take me down and monitor one. Amen. Now, where I tell y'all to flip? See, I had a toxic thought going on because I, I couldn't hear myself. Go to Proverbs 4. Go to Proverbs 4. Go to Proverbs 4. I just need to make sure you're with me. Go to Proverbs chapter 4. We welcome those watching at every campus this morning. Of course, you can tweet and, uh, and Facebook throughout the message today. I believe this is going to be transformational, this entire series. Is anybody else excited about this series like I'm excited about it? 
Amen. Uh, Proverbs 4 and 23. Now, I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. You're probably reading from the New King James Version or some other versions. Proverbs 4 and 23, Amplified says, Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance, vigilance rather, and above all that you guard, for out of it flow the springs of life. Now, let's read it in New King James. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life, which means what you're dealing with in your life today is directly related to what's come up out of your heart. So, I just need you to remind your neighbor, say, neighbor, just in case you weren't sure, we both need a detox from toxic thoughts. Father, speak to us in this place. Speak to us in this house that we might move and walk in those things that you've ordained. We pray that we would open ourselves up to receive your word and that it would be transformational to us and that we'd be from toxic thoughts today. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I've already said this. I'm really excited about this series because we all need a detox from time to time. I don't care if you've been saved for 400 years. If you've been saved for four days, you need a detox. Say, I need a detox. Now, detox literally means to remove what's toxic. So let's define toxic. Toxic means anything containing poisonous material capable of causing sickness or even death. Toxic. It means anything. Say anything containing poisonous material capable of causing sickness or even death. So when we say we're going to detox, what we're saying is we're removing anything and everything that contains poisonous material that's capable of, of causing a sickness or even death. So let's figure out where toxicity starts. Toxicity starts in the heart. Say my heart. Now, how many people you think you got a good heart? Come on, put them up, put them up, put them up. You think you got a good heart? Okay, good, good, good. Now, I need to tell you what the Bible says about your heart. The Bible says that your heart, in Jeremiah, the Bible says that your heart is deceitfully wicked above all other things, which means your heart is even more wicked than Satan. Now, that's what the Bible teaches. Now, that's important to understand because sometimes we judge ourselves by our own standards. And so we'll say, well, I have a good heart. I'm a good person. But the scripture says that nobody can even figure out or understand what's going on in your heart. Are y'all still hearing what I'm saying? Uh, and both Hebrew, uh, which is what the Old Testament is written in, and Greek, which is what the New Testament was written in. Uh, in Hebrew, the word for heart is leb. In the New Testament, the Greek word is cardia, where we get our word cardiac, where we deal with issues of the heart. The word mind, or the word heart, rather, means mind. So when we see heart in Scripture, it's a pretty safe bet that what he's talking about is not heart here, but it's heart here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, now, as we look at this, the heart or your mind is like your bedroom. Now, think about this. Uh, people, when you have people, anybody ever have people come over your house? Anybody have people come over your house? Okay. Uh, uh, so, what do the rest of y'all be doing then? I don't understand. Like five people wrote, <laughs> raised their hand. When you have people come over your house, guess what? I guarantee you probably do something like this. You will let them in many rooms in your house, but your bedroom is typically a room that you keep off limits. You... You shut that door, and if it's got a lock on it, you lock that door because that's nobody's business being in your bedroom except people that you can trust. So people can enter your home, but your bedroom is often off limits except to those you trust. So watch this. Your heart is like your bedroom. And here's what happens in our lives. People and situations move into our lives, and then they leave our lives, but they leave their bags in our bedroom. 
people in situations come in your house and you let them in your bedroom and then when they leave and they're gone, they leave their baggage. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. That's why Proverbs said, guard your heart above everything else that you guard because out of it flow the issues of your life. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart, protect what you let get into you because your heart or your mind will eventually produce your thoughts. And the truth is, we've all had things to get in us and produce toxic thoughts. Can we talk about it for just a moment? Touch your neighbor and say, let's talk about it for a minute. Let's talk about it. You got out of a bad relationship, but you're still resentful. You got free from a bad addiction, but you still long to try it just one more time. You told your unequally yoked mate that it was over, but you still call them. You got out of that job, but you're still trying to sabotage the company after you left. You cut off the affair with that married person, but you still lust after them. You broke off your relationship with that hurtful, abusive person, but you're suspicious and distrusting of every new person that you meet. Can we talk about it for a minute? You decided that you were going to let go of the past hurts from growing up in an unstable environment, yet you believe today that you're unworthy of love from others and you refuse to let anyone love you. We need a detox from toxic thoughts. Somebody say, I need a detox. I need a detox. Now, you may be saying, Bishop, none of those things you just said apply to me. That's okay because you got something that applies to you because we all need a detox from time to time. So let's walk through the process of detox. Say hi. My name is, say your name, and I have a thinking problem. If you've ever had to go through, and don't you be ashamed if you've had to do it, if you've ever had to go through an alcohol detox or drug detox and they walk you through the program, sometimes those first sessions start out with something like, hi, my name is so-and-so, and I got this problem. Bishop, why do you have a sign that? Because most people, watch this, if you don't admit that you have a problem, how is it that you can correct that problem? Many people like to live in denial because it's very peaceful there. It's very blissful there because you get to deny that what is happening is actually happening. Somebody say, I need a detox. So here's the process. First thing you got to do if you're going to detox from toxic thoughts is you have to identify them. You have to identify them. Identify what? Identify your toxic thoughts. Now, that sounds simple, but watch this. Sometimes we don't know that thoughts are toxic because sometimes even toxic thoughts provide comfort. And so sometimes it doesn't seem toxic to us because at least for the moment, it makes us feel good. Oh, God, please say amen there. And so you know you shouldn't be thinking what you're thinking. But you're thinking what you're thinking because what you're thinking is making you feel good, even though you know you shouldn't be thinking what you're thinking. Why are you thinking what you're thinking when you're thinking it? Touch somebody say, I need a detox. I need a detox, man. That's okay, because we all been drinking the same Kool-Aid, man. We all need a detox today. Now, now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. In Mark chapter 7, verses 20 through 23, the Bible says this. This is Jesus talking. And he said, whatever comes out of a man, that defiles or defines him. For with, from within, out of the heart of men. Now, we already learned when we see heart, it's a safe bet that it's talking about the mind. Proceed evil thoughts. Adulteries. Now, adulteries isn't just a married person cheating on their spouse. Adultery is a person that makes an agreement breaking their agreement. The root of the word adultery means to break your agreement. So I'm going to be there in 10 minutes. You show up 20 minutes later. You... Y'all don't want to say nothing right there. Fornications, that's sex before marriage. Murders, murders isn't just limited to to killing someone with a gun because you can murder someone's influence by talking about them and you don't really know what you're talking about. 
It has thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things, the word evil in Hebrew means contrary. All of these evil things come from within and they defile or define a man. People think what they think about you nine times out of ten because of what has defiled or defined you. But what defiled or defined you came from out of your heart. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Here's, here's the issue. Here's the issue we have, though, is rejecting toxic thoughts isn't always easy because toxic thoughts have been with you from your childhood. Can I show you something in the Bible that's going to mess with you tonight? Go to Genesis chapter 8. I want to show you something that's going to mess with you a little bit. If you don't have a Bible, that's fine. Just look on the screen. Genesis 8, verse 21. And I'm only going to read part of the verse, but I want you to see it. Say, I need a detox. Now, everybody's not saying it. Say, I need a detox. Now, uh, I'm only going to read, well, let's just read the whole thing. And the Lord smelled the soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, the Lord said to himself in his mind, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Watch this. Although the imagination or thoughts of a man's heart is evil from his youth. You didn't hear what I said. Sometimes rejecting toxic thoughts isn't easy because these thoughts have been with you for a long time. And they know the perfect time to pop up. You know how certain thoughts come at certain times and seasons and in your life? And so you call yourself feeling lonely because somebody else was out at a Halloween party. And, and so now you're having toxic thoughts. And so you're thinking to yourself, well, remember when... Say, I need a detox. Toxic thoughts have been with you from when you were a young person. It maybe was something that your mother said or your father said that introduced something negative to you. You never do anything right. You, you, you never do anything the way I tell you to do it. You, you're stupid. You're, you're, you, you, you can't do anything. You're going to be just like your daddy. You're going to be just like this. You're going to be just like that. So from your youth, watch this. Satan has been trying to get toxic thoughts in your mind because watch this. People say the devil wants to kill me. And that's not true at all. Satan would much rather you alive and defeated than dead because words are worse advertisements somebody in a grave or somebody walking around that should be in a grave y'all not hearing what I'm saying Satan's desire is not to kill you his desire is to make you totally absolutely utterly useless God says you're the head and not the tail I just can't I, I know nothing works for me seems like every time I try I just get knocked back Seems like I take one step forward, I get knocked back. Well, here's what you need to understand. If you are getting knocked back, that's because the road to success is always an uphill one. Whenever you start going downhill and it's easy, that means you're probably going the wrong direction. Success is an uphill walk. Tell somebody that says an uphill walk. Toxic thoughts have been with you for a long time. And they know the perfect time to pop up. You'll be having a great day. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And then all of a sudden, boop, here comes a toxic thought. And it tortures you. And it taunts you. 
And it makes you, you were feeling strong. So you're going to leave church today feeling strong. And then right, right by the time you get in your car and try to figure out what you're going to eat after church, all of a sudden the toxic thought is going to pop in. Say, I need a detox. So here's the deal. To identify them, we, 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 we got to understand that, 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 that there's some things we, we got to do to identify them. Say, there's some things I have to do to identify toxic thoughts. So here's toxic thoughts. Toxic thoughts are negative. Toxic thoughts are fearful. Toxic thoughts are discontented. Now, let me be very clear, because there's a difference between settling and being content. See, you can be content. Content says, God, I thank you for what I have, but I'm still pursuing greater. That's content. Settling thoughts say, this is the best it's ever going to get for me. God doesn't want us to settle. God wants us to be content, though. You follow what I'm saying? So God wants us to be able to look at our lives, and God wants us to be able to say, God, uh, I'm reaching for greater. I'm expecting greater, but I'm thankful for what it is that I have. So God, I may not be driving what I want to drive, but I'm thankful that I am driving. I may not be living where I want to live, but I'm thankful that I have a roof over my head. I may not be wearing the clothes I want to wear, but I'm thankful that I have clothes to wear. But toxic thoughts, they're discontented thoughts. These, these are thoughts that are never, man, look at their house. Look at so-and-so's car. Look at so-and-so's new suit. Look at so-and-so's new this. And the problem is you don't know what so-and-so had to pay and what so-and-so had to do in order to see that happen in their life. Somebody say, I need a detox. Toxic thoughts are critical. There's a difference between being solution-oriented and being critical. Okay? Now, 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 because most people think anytime you say they need to do anything, you're being critical. Clean your room. You're just being so critical. No, you need to clean your room. And I ain't even talking to the kids. I'm talking to the grown folk. Oh, I can see y'all, some of y'all want to look kind of crazy right there. So I'm going to go on and spend a little time right there. Having piles of clothes on your bed. It's not a clean room. Oh, y'all, oh, y'all, oh, oh, some of y'all still going to look at me crazy. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Listen, 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 listen. Tupperware things on the side of your room. What you call those things? No, 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 no. It's not a nightstand. That's the point. When you got to wake up an hour and a half before you really should have to wake up because you got to find out where your stuff is at. Now, see, I would have left that alone if y'all just looked at me and said, that's right, Bishop. But since y'all didn't say nothing, I just figured I'd dig in. <laughs> critical thoughts. You know critical thoughts. Critical thoughts are where you never see the good in anything or anybody. And so, parents, sometimes it's, you're, you're critical with your children, but you're critical with them because they remind you so much of you. And so sometimes mothers, you'll look at your daughter and say, sit, so sit down somewhere. Just. But you do that because she reminds you of you. And when two positives get together because they're the same thing, they go against one another. Being critical is when you can't see good in anything or anybody. 
Somebody says hello. Well, why they say it like that? You get a new car, you find something wrong with it. You get a new job, you find something wrong with it. Can I tell you something? You're going to find what you're looking for when you're critical. If you're looking for something wrong, you're going to find something wrong. If you're looking for something wrong with your neighbor, I'm, you probably already found it. Church ain't even, we ain't even known what we're doing. You probably already found something wrong with them. But when they touch, he said, touch your neighbor. They be touching all up here, and I just like them to touch over here. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Why can't they just look? I looked at him, you know. Those are toxic thoughts. There is always something good in everything. Bishop, how do you know? Because Ecclesiastes teaches that the Lord will make everything beautiful in its own time. Toxic thoughts are disloyal thoughts. These are thoughts that say, well, the moment this stops benefiting me, I'm out of here. Toxic thoughts are disloyal thoughts. Toxic thoughts, watch this, are overthinking thoughts. It's called the paralysis of analysis. See, 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 toxic thoughts are when you're thinking about stuff you should be doing. Yep. Napoleon, I put this on, on the Twitter yesterday. Uh, N- Napoleon, Napoleon said, he said, he said, there's a time for, for contemplation. There's a time for thinking. He said, but when the time to act comes, do something. And there's some of you sitting in here today, and you've been thinking about, you've been saying for five years, I'm going back to school. You could have been and graduated by now. You've been saying for seven and a half years, I'm going to pay this debt off, I'm going to pay this debt off. You could have paid it off by now. Toxic thoughts are when you think about what you should be doing. Say, I need a detox. Say it again, I need a detox. Now, here's what I want you to do. We're going to be interactive today. I want you to get a sheet of paper. If you don't have one, borrow one from your neighbor. If your neighbor doesn't have one, borrow one from the third neighbor. If your third neighbor doesn't have one, borrow one from the fourth neighbor. If your fourth neighbor doesn't have one, uh, ask the Lord. I want everybody to get a sheet of paper. Everybody get a sheet of paper. If you don't have a pen, you're going to have to share your pen. So for all you critical people who are concerned about sharing your pen, if somebody takes your pen, I will personally purchase you a pen after church. Well, I won't purchase you one. I'll give you one. Now, here's what I want you to write. Now, you just heard those toxic thoughts, and when you heard me describe those things, one thing came in your mind. So I want you to, I want you to write down, listen, one toxic thought. Now, if you write down four, then you've already missed the whole point of the lesson. I want you to write down one toxic thought, one, just one, just one. I want you to write it down. I want you to write it down. If you're waiting on a pen or pad from your neighbor, just let them know so, so that when we're doing this, because, because I need you to see what it looks like for you to think what you're thinking. Sometimes it doesn't seem bad because you can't see it. Say, so I need a detox. Now, I want you to write that one thought down, and for the rest of the message, which is not much longer from here, for the rest of the message, I want you to bring it to this altar. Your one toxic thought. Just one. Somebody say just one. Don't write four. Don't write, well, Bishop, I have one, but it's really two. <laughs> write down one toxic thought. We're going to deal with one thing at a time. Can we do that, Harvest? Okay. Maybe your toxic thought is, I'll never be married. Maybe your toxic thought is, I'll never be happy. Let me go back to that married one, though. Let me tell you something. 
and, and I'm getting ahead of myself because one, one, one of the teachings in this series is toxic relationships. Hear me. Some people, all they're ever going to accomplish in life is getting married. Some people, all they'll ever accomplish in life is having children. So watch this. When you're an accomplished person, and, and accomplishment is relative, and marriage is good and children are wonderful. Amen. But here's the deal. Once you raise those kids, what's the point you're trying to make, Bishop? It, is that sometimes people think toxic thoughts about relationships, and I'll never be married, and I'll never be happy, and I'll never do this, because they've not accomplished anything else in life. And so this is why some people stay in bad marriages and bad relationships, because you try to take that away from them, and they're saying, you're taking the only thing I've ever done. So when you're an accomplished person, getting married, watch this, is not the end game. It's part of the game. Because an incomplete person can't complete a person. So when you do get married, you want a whole person getting with a whole person. So you got a whole person. I just needed to say that for somebody right there. Because your whole focus in life is, I'm here, man, I'm a wife, child, I'm a wife, child, I'm a wife, man, I'm looking at my... Well, is that because you've not accomplished anything else in life? If you look at single people, you, you normally look at, look at the totem pole. Can I just spend 30 more seconds here? I'm just helping somebody. I'm getting ahead of myself. We did this later in the series. But if you look, normally people that are single are either people at the low end of the pole. And I'm not saying that in a derogatory sense. I'm just saying these are just folks that just, you know, they're at the low end of the pole. Or, or if they're, they're at the, the upper end of the pole, meaning they've accomplished something. And so some people look at people that have accomplished stuff in life and say, what's wrong with them? How come they ain't married? Well, when you've accomplished something in life, that's not the end game. That's part of the game. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? Because some of y'all looking at me like I'm talking in tongues. Those are great things, honorable things. But that can't be your end game because guess what? I can't tell you the people that come and, and, and need counseling and those kind of issues because they thought, well, once I get married, all my problems are going away. How, how's that working out, man, folk? Now, I know you're sitting next to your spouse, so you can't really say nothing right now, but just wink at me. I know the truth. Man, as soon as I have some kids, my life is going to be wonderful. My life is going to be wonderful as soon as I have some kids. You spent two decades raising them kids, and now they moved on, got kids, and they forgot you. I know I'm right about it. It's not the end game. It's part of the game. I just needed to share that for somebody. Okay, you got your toxic thought down? So throughout the rest of the message, I want you to bring that down to the altar because we're going to deal with that toxic thought today. You got what I'm saying? All right, so after I identify a toxic thought, the second thing I have to do is reject the toxic thought. Say reject it. Now, uh, it matters that you have toxic thoughts because toxic thoughts eventually produce toxic actions. So we have to make a choice to reject those thoughts. And I'm just teaching you today. Is that all right? I'll shout you in a minute. We have to make a conscious decision to reject those toxic thoughts. Say, I choose to reject my toxic thoughts. Okay, now, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I want to show you how we do this. I want to show you how you do this. Now, remember, you write that toxic thought down. You bring it to the altar. Lay it on the altar. You can lay it anywhere on the altar throughout the message. So, since they flip into 2 Corinthians 10, this would be a good time to come on. See, look. See? See, look how y'all do. 
2 Corinthians 10. Now, while you're still bringing up your toxic thought, I want them to put it on the screen as you're moving back and forth so you can see this. Verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, you know this, but mighty in God for pulling down what? Strongholds. Verse 5, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into the captivity to the obedience of Christ. Okay, we're going to read it again. For the weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal. Now, here's the interesting, because Paul says the weapons are not carnal, but he doesn't tell you what the weapons are. He just says that they're not natural weapons, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down strongholds. Now, uh, if, you, if you have a regular Bible, I want you to highlight the word strongholds. If you don't have a regular Bible, you got a t- digital Bible or something, that's fine. But, 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 but I want you to highlight the word strongholds if you have a traditional Bible. Now, here's where strongholds exist. Strongholds only exist in your mind. Limitations only exist in your mind. Can I take it another further? Problems only exist in your mind. Because every time God saw a problem, what he really saw was a solution. So when he came out and stepped out in Genesis and said, it's dark out here, he didn't start saying, oh my God, it's dark. You know what he said? Let there be light. In essence, he said, listen, there is no problem for me because I'm just going to be the solution to it. Are you still here? Verse 5, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Well, what are high things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God? See, people that have been mistaught will talk about that's the devil. No, it is not the devil. It's your thoughts. They exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. So watch this. God says you're the head, not the tail. But you look at your circumstances, your circumstances say, oh, no, I don't know how you're going to make it through this. You're the tail. Well, that thought is trying to exalt itself against God. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. And so you'll say, Bishop, I've been, I've, been, I've been working 20 years on my five-year plan. It just seems like I'm never going to get there. That's a thought that is toxic because it's exalting itself against the knowledge of God. God says that you shall accomplish great things. He knows the thoughts and the plans that he has for you, uh, Jeremiah 29 and 11. Things for good and for hope and for giving you a future. So every thought that exalts itself against God is a thought that needs to be handled. And I don't want you to handle it like a meek Denver person. I want you to handle it like you from South Central L.A. Some of you, that's a bit too radical, so let me, let me just pull it a little closer. Let me, let me just pull it a little closer. I want you to handle it like it's your child and somebody's messing with your child. Parents in the room, make some noise for me. The parents, the parents, you can know about your cheering. Okay, and you can know. And so somebody say, so-and-so did that, you'd be like, no, they didn't do that. But so-and-so did, no, they probably did do that. They, they did that. They probably did do that. But when you got young kids, parents, watch this, watch this. You don't want anybody messing with your kids. And even though you know they have obedience problems, you want to be the one that deals with their obedience problems. And so they'll come in and say, so-and-so told me to sit down. They said, what? Who said that? Her? Oh, okay. 
Oh, okay, that's the teacher, okay. All right, I just need to see who that was. No, because see, I'm not the one. Don't be messing with my kids. I mean, you're in the corner getting riled up and ready to... Parents, come on, be honest with me. I want you to act like these thoughts are messing with your kids. Which means you're not going to just, oh, handle it meek and mild. No, you're going to be like, hey, what's the problem? Don't start nothing. Y'all kind of get the point. So, so when, watch this, watch this. For when negative thoughts and toxic thoughts come in our mind, here's what we have to do. First thing we have to do is arrest the thought. We've identified what they are, right? So now, now we've got to reject them. But to reject it, you have to arrest it. Now, what does that mean, you arrest it? Uh, if, if, if you've ever seen someone, if you've ever watched the soap cops, bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do? What you going to do? Oh, don't act like y'all don't. I can see it's the first week of a new series, so y'all acting a little. Now, you, what's the first thing they do they, they, when, they, when they're apprehending a suspect? They cuff them. After they beat them up and all that, they cuff them. <laughs> After they done all that, they cuff them. Why do they cuff them? Because they don't want them to be able to cause any further damage. You have to arrest a thought and say, stop, wait a minute, why are you in here? And I have to stop you right here before you can do any further damage to me. God, I wish I had somebody in here. Because if I don't cuff you up, I'm going to continue to dwell on you, and I'm going to continue to think about you, and you're going to ruin my entire day. That's why you got to be careful what you listen to and what you, who you let talk to you because there are days you can be feeling good and then somebody can come with some mess and then mess up your whole day. Say, I got to arrest him. Now, once they arrest the suspect, what do they do with the suspect? They then put him in the car. After they put him in the car, they then book him and then they imprison them. You still here? After you, no, and, and she said, read the Miranda rights. No, thoughts don't have no rights. You don't negotiate with thoughts. Your mind was given to you to serve you, not for you to serve it. So you don't have no conversation with no thought. Because the doctor said, if you do start doing that, You need some additional detox. Can't get that on a Sunday morning. You imprison the thought. Now, I want to I make this so practical. That's why I'm going so, because I want to make this practical. You arrest it. What do you arrest it? It means you just stop it. Well, wait a minute, stop. Then you imprison it. Then you say, wait a minute, I need to isolate you from the rest of my day. I need to isolate you from the rest of my mind. I need to isolate you from the rest of my life. I like this show that comes on TV. It's called Monsters Inside Me. Anybody seen that? It's about parasites that get into people's bodies, and it is so absolutely interesting. I DVR it. I watch the episodes. I take notes. Because I just want to know in case I ever, you know, eat something. I just want to be able to self-diagnose, you follow? (laughs) You know. 
And, and one of the things that happens is these parasites get in people's bodies. See, that's how toxic thoughts are. They get in your body, and then they begin to ravage different parts of your body. And so there was one parasite that got in this, uh, this uh, girl's got in her brain. It was eating her brain. Literally, it was eating her brain. It was a worm that was eating her brain. And this kind of stuff you think of in horror movies, right? I mean, it was eating her brain. That's what toxic thoughts do. So I have to, I have to arrest it. Then I have to imprison it. And I have to section it off from the rest of my day. Because I have to say to this thought, you are not going to ruin the rest of my day. You are not going to ruin this opportunity. Because you know what? Toxic thoughts like to come up when you get a great opportunity in front of you. And that toxic thought, you're not going to be able to succeed. You're not going to be able to do well. How are you going to make this work? The last time you got an opportunity, you messed that one up. You're going to mess this one up too. You imprison it. Say, I arrest it. I imprison it. Then here's what we do with that thought. You ready? We interrogate it. Interrogation is different than making deals and negotiating. Now, Bishop, what do you mean interrogate? Now, I'm telling you, if you do this, you're going to have happy days. If you don't do this, I'm telling you, you're going to keep having days like you've been having. I know it's working out for you. Here's, here's what happens. When you interrogate a thought, I, I, I like anybody like suspense movies. When you interrogate a thought, you got to put it in that room. You don't let it eat all day. <laughs> you know, you might have to flip it back and waterboard the thought or something. Or you, you, you have to interrogate the thought. Bishop, what do you mean interrogate the thought? You have to say, where did you come from? How did you get here? Nobody like you is supposed to be here. Because if you think, because some people, when they look at themselves, they're beautiful. They're, they're great-looking individuals. Touch your name and say, you look great. Tell them you look great. Tell them, it don't have to, it don't have to know. If it's all right, dude, if you sit next to another dude, that's all right. You can give a compliment and not be weird. It's okay. They're like, no, you're all right, brother. You're all right. No, just. It's okay. <laughs> I saw somebody like this. What the man said. What the man said. Watch this. But some people can look at themselves and think, I am ugly and unattractive. And every time they look in the mirror, they don't see things as they are. They see them as that toxic thought has told them they are. You can be an accomplished person. You could have done lots of great things in your life, but now you're looking at your life and saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know what my next step is. I don't know what I'm going to do. And that toxic thought is sitting there telling you that you haven't accomplished anything. And sometimes you got to interrogate the thought and say, where did you come from? Did you come from my childhood? Did you come from that relationship that I was in? And they told me that nobody else would ever want me. And so now that's what I believe. That's what I think. Did that toxic thought come from a, an employer and, and now you believe that you're limited because of your limited education or this and that? Where, you got to say, where did you come from? You interrogate the thought so you can find out where, you, where it came from because if you can find out where it came from, you can keep it from coming back. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say, so I need a detox. So what do we do to these thoughts to, 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 to reject them? We, first thing we do is what? Arrest. Then we what? Imprison. Then we what? Interrogate. Here's the, here's, here's the last thing. Uh, you need to get the update. You need to get the update. Bishop, what do you mean get the update? I, uh, I recently in the last year have become an Apple fan. Anything I have is Apple. My home computer is Apple. My desktop computer is Apple. My church computer is Apple. My home phone, or not home phone, my phone is Apple. They're going to come out with a home phone. My, my phone is Apple. My iPad is Apple. My cloud is Apple. Everything I have, technology-wise, is Apple. Somebody say amen. amen. For natural reasons. Number one, the beautiful aesthetics. Number two, do the, the linear programming. It's very, uh, 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 not very likely to have viruses, so on and so forth. But then on Thursday, I got a call from a bishop friend of mine. He said, uh, did you see the Apple show or whatever? I said, no. He said, well, everything you've got in the last year, they've updated it. You now had an old phone. You now have the old iPad. You now have the old iMac. You got the old Mac Mini, the keyboard. Oh, everything you have is now old. It's absolute. I said, really? I said, so you're just going to call me at the beginning of the day to ruin my day like that? Because I'm not buying nothing new from Apple. For at least another couple years. Not doing it. See, what they want you to do is buy the new little battery thing. I'm not doing that. Not doing it. Not doing it. There's some things you're not going to get me to do. Listen, what's the point? Say, I need the update. Watch this. When you become a Christian, your spirit is reborn, but your mind has to be renewed daily. In other words, just like Apple released all new updates, and of course they have a new update for the software coming, sometimes your phone will not work, your iPad will not work. For those of you that understand Apple, it will not work until you get the update. And when it comes to toxic thoughts, it's not enough to arrest, it's not enough to imprison, it's not enough to interrogate, you now have to update that thought. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. You know, in other words, an update is available. I'm going to tell you that your toxic thinking is only that way because you haven't downloaded the update. There is an update for your life. There is an update for your situation. So your toxic thought says you're never going to be anything in life. But the update says that God is for you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? See, the toxic thought says you're always going to be broke. But the update says that my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and God. Somebody say there is an update available. There is an update available. So what we do when we discover a toxic thought is we get the update. Where do we get the update from? We get it right out of God's word. We get it right out of God's word. Now, now, Bishop, what do we replace them with? We replace toxic thoughts with what I call P48s. P48s. I know some of y'all thinking P31s, Proverbs 31 women. That's not what we're talking about. 
We're talking about Philippians 4 and 8. Flip there real quick. Philippians 4 and 8. We got to replace toxic thoughts with the updates. I'm going to tell you what the update is. I'm going to make this message so simple today that the only way you don't apply it is because you just like toxic thoughts. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Philippians 4, 8. Y'all ready? Now, this is New King James. I'm going to read in the Message Bible because I like the way the Message Bible says it. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true. So that immediately tells you, if you're thinking about something that's a lie, it's toxic. Well, he told me he was going to leave his wife. That's toxic. That's a lie. Toxic. Toxic. Boop, boop, boop. Toxic. Somebody shout, that's toxic. And notice it doesn't use the word fact. It says things that are true. Because, because one of the Greek words for faith is the word pistis, which means truth. So there's a difference between the truth and facts. See, the fact may be that you don't have enough money to make it through the end of the month. That is not the truth. So, so, so the writer of Philippians says whatever things are true. Well, what's the truth, Bishop? The truth is, is that God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. The truth is that you're, if you're a tither and an offering giver and a first fruit giver, that your God is going to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out such blessing, Malachi chapter 3, that you have not room to receive it. That's the truth. Somebody say, that's the truth. Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, Whatever things are of good report. So that means it's a toxic thought because you got a negative doctor's report to sit up and think about it all day. That's toxic. That's toxic. It's a toxic thought for you to think about anything other than these P48s. I need the update. He says, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate and think on these things. Which means sometimes when a toxic thought comes in your mind, you know what you got to say? Next. You're not hearing what I'm saying. The reason that I've been able to make it through what I've made it through and not lose my mind is because I know how to get the update. I know how to say next. Bishop so-and-so, so-and-so, next. Bishop so-and-so, so-and-so, next. And that's what you got to do in your life. When you start thinking, oh, I don't know how I'm going to make it out of this, next. Your life is never going to be what it used to be back in 74. I mean, I had it back in 74. Man, I had more money than I knew what to do with. Man, I used to, I didn't even wear snakeskin. I wore gators. Some of y'all don't know what that means. That's okay, that's okay, that's okay. That's the southern thing, that's the southern thing. Don't worry about that. My life is never going to be like it used to be. Our relationship is never going to be like it used to be. I'm never going to be able to earn their trust back. Next. My kids are always going to be crazy. I be trying to get them to come to church. They come. They be shouting and raising their hands. Then they, I don't see them no more. They're just crazy, Bishop. They're just crazy. Next. Better get the update. You better think them the way you want them to be. See them serving the Lord. 
Bishop, but I feel like I'm lying when I think that, well, ooh, you better read the Bible. You should have to call things that be not as though they were. Which means sometimes you can be at the lowest point in your life and you just got to have start thinking about yourself being able to do what you want to do and live how you want to live and be a blessing to other people the way you want to be a blessing. See, that's the power of your mind because your mind is so powerful that you can physically be in Denver, but your mind can have you in the Bahamas somewhere. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to think it the way you want for it to be. Can I give you a little revelation and then I'm going to take my seat? The scripture says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Now, we understand that the word heart already means what? Mind. So, as a man thinks in his mind, so is he. Check this out. As a man is, so are his thoughts. As a man is, so is his mind. Bishop, what are you trying to say? Sometimes you just got to change your mind and then let your mind catch up. I can see I'm going to have to work this one a little bit. Sometimes you just got to say to yourself, you know what? I am the head and not the tail. I am rich. I am the blessing. I got everything I need and more. Now, you might be trying to figure out how to pay your Excel bill, but sometimes you just got to tell your mind, man, look at how, look at how good God is to me. Look at how I'm living. Look at how I'm being a blessing to other people. Look at how I'm just, sometimes you got to just change your mind and let your thoughts catch up. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man is, so are his thoughts. Extremely wealthy people walk a certain way. Extremely wealthy people, and I don't want you to get caught up in materialism, I'm making a point. Extremely wealthy people, they talk a certain way. I mean, you sitting down here talking about low-level stuff. Extremely wealthy people are, you, you trying to figure out how to buy a car. Wealthy people are trying to figure out how to buy a dealership. You trying to figure out how to get a scholarship. Wealthy folks trying to figure out how to be on the board. So we can give the scholarships. So what are you saying? As a man is... So are his thoughts. Which means sometimes you just have to do things and be things and let your mind catch up with you. Did you hear what I just said? So sometimes when you feel like, oh, I'm just a failure, sometimes you got to go win something. And then let your mind catch up that you are a winner. I don't even know how to make mistakes. Sometimes you need to go not make a mistake. And let your mind catch up with the fact that that's more than what you are. Y'all got this message today? This is probably the slowest I've ever preached. Ever. (laughs) What's the first thing you got to do? No, no, no. Let's go all the way back. Identify. And remember, just because it brings you comfort doesn't mean it's not toxic. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Listen, when you're stressed out, Bonbons and cheese and bread and meat makes you feel good. Oh, don't look at me like that. Me like, I don't know what you're talking about, Bishop. I just said something right there. We're going to have deliverance after church for some of you. Got to identify it. Just because it brings me comfort doesn't mean it's not toxic. After identified, I got to what? Reject it. And how do I reject it? I arrest it. 
I imprison it, I interrogate it, then what I do? Got to get the update. What's the update? I got to get some new P48s. Are y'all getting this? See, I wanted to give it to you so sequential so you can walk this out in your life. Because some of y'all are saying, Bishop, I just want you to shout me real good. And, that, and that's good. Shouting and receiving the word like that is good. But sometimes you need to just sit down and listen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Get the update. Whatever things are praiseworthy. Whatever things are noble. Here's how the message says it, and I'm through. It says... Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on these things. True, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Let me add some, or curse at. Because can we be honest? I know you you look good and Christian today, but... But can we just be honest that there's some thoughts you have where it just don't make you want to do nothing, but. Touch your neighbor and say, you can be real. You... Ain't no sense in sitting up here and acting like you don't. But Bishop, I thought it. Bible says you're just as guilty of it, so you did it. There's some thoughts you have where you just wanted this flat foot just. But the Bible says, don't think about stuff like that. I'm so mad. Well, stop thinking about it. (laughs) I'm so angry, Bishop. I'm angry. I'm mad. I'm like the whole, I'm mad, I'm mad, I'm mad. Stop thinking about it. (laughs) Sometimes that means there's emails where you just got to say, I'll deal with that later. I'll deal with that. I'll get to that tomorrow. I'll get to that tomorrow. Things to praise, not to curse. Put in practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Now listen, everybody wrote down a toxic thought. Some of these thoughts say, um, I can see one that says, I'm, I'm hateful towards my father. I can see some of these toxic thoughts. One says, I'm hateful towards my mother. Another one here I can see says, I'm hateful towards my friend. Now don't y'all be trying to figure out, well, now who's in that? It's 200 pieces of paper up here. You ain't been figuring that out. Here's the point. Here's the point. I want you to walk out of here and leave that here. Whatever you wrote down, I want you to walk out of here, but leave that toxic thought here. Because your toxic thoughts will eventually produce toxic actions. Leave it here. Leave it here. I'm mad because my father didn't do that. Leave it here. I'm mad because my mother didn't do this. Leave it here. I'm mad because I raised my children to serve the Lord and they're not. Leave that here. I'm mad because it seems like the harder I work, the less money I have. Leave that here. I'm mad because my great aunt Gertrude. Leave that here. Now I want you to just stretch your hands towards these things that are down here. Say this to me. Say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, I leave leave that toxic thought that I wrote down. I I leave it at church. church. 
What I'm saying is, I cast that thought on you because you care for me. I exchange that thought for an update, for a P48. What your word says, that's what I exchange this thought for. In Jesus' name. Do you believe that word today? Everybody stand on your feet with me. Father, we thank you for your word today, Father. We thank you that we began the process of detox today. We began the process of dealing with toxic thoughts today. And, Father, we just believe that, uh, Father, not only we're we going to be able to identify, but we're going to be able to reject, and not only be able to reject, but we're going to be able to get the update. There is an update. There's an update for toxic thoughts. There's an update for negative thoughts. There's an update for disloyal thoughts. There's, a, there's an update for thoughts that aren't bringing us any joy. There's an update for thoughts that aren't bringing us any happiness. There is an update. Some of you are mad at a spouse you've been divorced for from years. Get the update. Some of you are sitting here and you're mad at a job that you haven't had for seven years. Get the update. Some of you are mad because you did things for family. You co-signed on stuff. You bought stuff and they didn't do right by you. Get the update. Get the update. Release that thought. It's toxic, and it's poisonous, and poison will kill. This is a simple message, but yet the truth of the matter is it's a message that we have to apply every day. With your heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're in here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, I need to tell you the first update you need to get is you need to go ahead and get a brand new system. You, you need to do like I was saying about the Apple products. You just need to come on and get the new thing. Bishop, what do you mean by that? You need to exchange your plans, your will, your agenda for that of Jesus Christ. 2,000 years ago, the Bible records that God sent Jesus to die in your place. He took the penalty and paid the price for your sin, but not just for your sin, so that you can have an abundant life, which means you're supposed to live a life that you actually enjoy. You're supposed to be living your life in such a way that your life brings other people back to life. And so today, if you're in this place and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, I got good news for you. You can do that today. But maybe secondly, you've given your life to Jesus before, but you've not been following him. You've fallen away from him. You've backslidden this, as we sometimes call it. It just means you got far away from God and you need to get reconnected to God. And if that's you, I got good news for you. You can do that today. God's not mad at you. He's not angry with you. He's not trying to put you down. He's not trying to throw you out. He's not trying to beat you down. He wants to lift you up. But sometimes you got to get rid of the toxic thought that says, well, Bishop, you don't know what I've done. God could never forgive me. You don't know who I did it to. God could never forgive me. i got good news for you. i got really good news for you. It doesn't matter how low you could possibly go. There's no place too low that his blood cannot flow. I don't care what you did. I don't care who you did it to, who you did it with. God has forgiveness for you. And if either one of those is you, you need to become a Christian or rededicate yourself to Jesus today. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to throw your hand up. And when you throw your hand up, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. But when I lead you in that prayer, it's going to be more than just praying some words. It's going to be more than just saying some words. Literally, in that prayer, your spirit's going to be reborn if it's the first time you've prayed that prayer. But guess what? When you walk out of here, your mind is still going to be the same. That's why you got to take a teaching like today and you got to apply it practically every single day of your life. Romans 12 talks about 
being transformed by the renewing of our minds, which means I got to get the update every morning, every morning, because guess what? Stuff's going to happen. Life happens. Shift happens in life. And sometimes when shift happens in life, you just got to say, you know what? I could dwell on that, but I choose, I choose, I choose, I choose to get the update. Either one is those of you, you need to become a Christian and rededicate yourself. With your heads bowed and eyes closed, on the count of three, I want you to throw your hand up, and we're going to lead you in this prayer because today is an awesome day for you. And you're going to hear a bunch of people celebrating you when you throw your hand up. One, two, three. If that's you, throw your hand up. I see you. 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 My God, I see you. Hallelujah. Just leave that hand up. Just leave it up. And I want everybody in here to pray this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I confess my sins before you. I believe that 2,000 years ago, God sent Jesus to die in my place. He paid the price for my sins. Not just for my sins, but the Bible says I can also have an abundant life. A life that I actually enjoy. Where there's so much life in me that I'm bringing others back to life. The process of detoxing started today. I had to get my thoughts in line. What I wrote on that paper, I leave in this auditorium. It's not coming with me. It has no right to be in my mind. And if I see it again, or any other toxic thoughts, I know that I can arrest it, imprison it, interrogate it, and get the update. If this is my first time praying this, I am a born-again Christian. If I was far from you and I'm praying this, I'm reconnected to you. If I just needed to be sure, I'm sure now. In Jesus' name, Harvest, give God a big shout all in this place. I said give him a big shout in this place. Now, real quick, real quick, before you have your seats and we'll look at what's happening at your campus this week, I want to pray for men. Because, man, you know what? This thinking stuff, it really, fellas, can we be honest that this thinking stuff really works on us? Can you? I'm the only one with my hand up. Thank you. Thank you, too. Thank you. Amen. I got a three. Do three. Do I have four? Four. Do I have five? Five. Five. Six. Man, this thinking stuff really, you know, women will get it. They'll take it home. They'll take their notes. And they'll be, you know, they'll put up little flyers in their car, talk about arrest in prison and tell you. I mean. You know what I'm saying? They'll have that as they ringtone, arrest, arrest. But fellas, this thinking stuff, sometimes for us, this, this thinking thing is, is something. Because sometimes men can be full of depression and issues because of their toxic thoughts. So, man, I want you to lift your hands because I want to pray something special for you. Father, I pray for the men of Harvest. And I pray, Father, that uh, they would be relieved from toxic thoughts that say they're not good enough, that say they're insufficient, that say they're not good providers, that say that they can't make it, that say that they're not this and not that. I pray, Father, they would take this teaching and apply it in a practical way. They are mighty men of valor. The men of harvest are men of God. The men of harvest are men of prayer. The men of harvest are leaders. The men of harvest are men that know how to accomplish and walk in the things you've ordained. And so, Father, give us a special grace, Father to walk out this teaching about toxic thoughts because I declare that these men have to rise up and take the place that you've ordained for them. They're not failures. They're not mistakes. 
They're not accidents. They are mighty men of valor. And we're going to start thinking that way. I said, we're going to start thinking that way. In Jesus' name. Ladies, would you make some noise for the men in the house? Amen. Hug two or three people. Take your seats real quick. We're going to see what's happening at your campus this week. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost water gel facial moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's.